You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I don't know. It was, it seemed very real. Well, of course it's real because you're haunted. Well, I mean, I don't know that's for I don't know that for sure. We know I'm that just for saying sure. It's I'm I'm getting kind of weirded out by some of these things when they keep happening because it seems so real, but man, those people were mad. Like these people were mad at Well, me. you make people mad. Why? Even like spirit people. I don't know. Okay, well we we're going we to have to We have to dive into I'm, this. I'm I'm going to explain what it is. I just don't understand why the mask I need to was get involved. my book too. Okay, grab yeah, your yeah, book. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. actually, because I really do want some interpretation on mm-hmm. this. Regardless of what's going on, I need to know. All right, hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Craig Dibbler with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. I want to give a shout-out to all of our live listeners who are tuning in right now to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hello. Six ninety nine. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. You were still doing getting over so the, good. I'm still getting over my cold. I was actually just... Like noticing how much peppier you are today than yesterday. Uh, I feel way you better now. You look better. Not yeah. to say that you looked bad, but you looked like you didn't feel well yesterday. I'm feeling a lot better. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite all the way there yet, but uh, but I mean, like, like even this introduction because yesterday you're like, "Thank you for tuning in to Fun." Hi, everybody. And you could tell like it was the saddest another day because you were trying to force yourself to sound peppy, and it just sounded sad. And yeah, forced. I can legitimately feel a little bit peppy today. Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm feeling I'm feeling better. Um, but uh, what was I what was I saying? See, now I've already lost track. That was it. That's the best I got. Like I got that good like thirty seconds in, and mm-hmm. then pff, now it's all up. Now it's all downhill. Um, <laughs> thank you to everybody tuning in live to Fun Employment Radio. Six ninety nine a month. The first week is free. You can't get that six ninety nine. Six ninety nine a month. The first week is free, and uh, it is great when people are able to tune in live or just listen to the live stream and support us. We do appreciate that. But regardless, however you're listening, thank you. For doing so, uh, we've got a special guest on today's show. We've got Mark Normand, comedian Mark Normand, who was last in studio about a year ago. Yeah. I think we tried to figure it out. Uh, about a year ago, he came through. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and tomorrow. And he came by the studio earlier today. So we'll play that interview here in just a little bit. Yeah, he's super funny. He's uh, good yeah. buddies with Amy Schumer. She just produced yeah. his uh, Comedy Central special that just came out in May. Yep. Yep. yep, yeah, Mark's awesome. So mm-hmm. we'll play that interview here here in just a few. And he really few. just goes for it at the beginning of the interview, he does. too. He does really just go for it. I didn't really know it. what direction it was going to go, and then all of a sudden nope. th- there was a descriptor. I'm like, that's where it is. That's where we're going. That's, that's how it is. <laughs> I'm you'll, like, it is uh, early in the morning, and this is happening. You'll know it when you hear it. <laughs> you'll know it. <laughs> uh, so Mark uh, joining us here just a little bit. All right, so I need to talk about, about what's going on. So, uh, I mean, I guess if you listen to the show, you know, over this last week, I haven't been feeling that well. Um, but you also know that sometimes I have very bizarre dreams that seem real. And I, and I hate talking about dreams sometimes, but I, I just I don't know how to explain this because I did have the dreams for a while where I felt like I was awake. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I own a home in southeast Portland and uh, I oh live in a converted God. attic. And then uh, I've got two roommates and I've got a creepy basement. So um, I was having these dreams where I felt like I was awake I, I didn't feel like I was dreaming and I'd go outside and there was this weird like shadowy thing that would like follow me down the street or like kind of stalk me and it was really unnerving and then it would slowly make its way into the house till, till it was standing like over my bed um, so I haven't had dreams about that for a while but last night was like one of those epic all night things that was going on and I don't know whether it's my sick brain or whether somebody's trying to tell me something but I figured I'd say and Sarah has her dream interpretation book here that maybe we can try to figure this out maybe listeners let me know don't say it's mine it's the studios it's not like I carry it around with me the way you just said it it's like well Sarah and her you know her trusty dream interpretation book consulting the astrological signs never without uh, that you can uh, you know that she's always doing so she'll always read your palms or something like that Um, so here's what it was so this was an all night dream that was happening I was in my house but I kept uh, going and my house is from 1907, so it's an old house. I guess I should just lay down those those basics. Um, Thank you. This Greg. time though, I wasn't in bed. Like I was, I was downstairs in my living room, and I was standing there, and I kept seeing like, like uh, kind of blurs going by the window I'm outside. Sorry, just really quick, my the my happy place is Keelan responding to you talking about your converted attic in southeast Portland. Oh yeah, it's a converted attic. I mean, it's a full bedroom now that that I live in. I mean, it's it's not like an attic space with like <laughs> a crawl. It's over fuck's sake, the attic again. 
I mean, it's carpeted. You know, there's bed okay. up there. All right, that's enough. Windows and everything. That's so um, that's that's where my room is. But I wasn't in that. I was on the main floor of the house. And it was uh, night, but I kept seeing like these blurs, like somebody was running past the windows Creepy. of the living room windows. And yeah, and, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. So I kept getting closer and trying to look out. And I looked out and on my front lawn was just several people. There were several people just standing there and they were all looking in the house. There was a woman with like really ratty clothes. Like her clothes were kind of disheveled. Like was she a zombie? Um not she wasn't a zombie. I mean she was, she was an older woman. dirty woman, yes. <laughs> I mean her clothes were like ripped and she just looked like angry. An angry Everybody looked angry. An angry dirty woman in your An angry yard. dirty woman with ripped clothes in the front yard. Um old too. So she was she was out there, she was staring at me, and she's the first one I saw. And then as I'm looking around the yard, there's like these other people and there's like a well-dressed man out there, like a, some, some, like a younger guy in like a suit almost um, that was standing out there. And then some other people that were just kind of in, you know, general clothes. It's no, a little bit of male privilege right there. The man's <laughs> all like nicely dressed and the woman's all dirty and I'm tattered. just saying what happened. I don't know. The woman was sure. the leader, if that makes any difference. So um, I opened the door and I'm like, what is going on here? And they're like, you shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be Isn't here. Isn't that the message that you always get? I don't know. Does that happen a lot? Yeah, because you've said that before. Like, people are telling you, like, you don't belong here. Yeah, there was this woman, and what she was saying was that they lived in a house, like, down the block. And so there's this house down the block, and I don't know if this house exists or not. I haven't actually gone down the block to see if it matches the one in my dream. You know, I don't know who lives down there. It's I tend to stay away from my neighbors. So... This is down the street, not like connected to my property. But they all lived in that house and they really wanted to get into my house. And they kept saying, like, we're going into your basement. We're going to get into your we're going into your basement. You don't belong here. And telling me basically trying to get me to leave my house, trying to get me out so that they could come in. And I kept telling them, I was like, no, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't come in here. And they were just like furious, saying they were going to come back and they were going to get me. Like, I don't know what that meant, but yeah, we're going to get you. And so I I closed the door and I just stayed inside and they kind of all gathered around the windows outside the house and we're just like looking in and especially this, this angry, angry lady, um, just staring in the window. And again, it's night outside. So that kind of goes on for a while. They try to get in, they're like shaking the doors, but they can't get into the house. So that happens. And then later on in the dream, like this kind of goes all night where they're trying to do this. At one point, I sneak over to look at their house and I, I kind of sneak out and I, I take a look at it. And there's just like all these people like climbing all over their house, like climbing up the walls of the house. I don't like that. I don't like it either. And again, night, there's just like street lights, and I just see the people climbing up you're there like, and they couldn't see me. You're fucking made of nightmares, Greg. <laughs> I, know, I don't I know. like you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't I mean, want to be too close to you. I was yeah, I mean they were there was climbing a fence. on things. Yeah, and I was no. looking over the fence and I was looking at their house, and they're just like, oh, this and they're all like angry and making noises like that, and they're crawling all over the house, and they're just like a nest of bees, basically. Only they're people. And and I'm like, oh, you know, basically, fuck that. And I went back to my house and I locked my doors. And that's when I looked outside the window again. And none of those people were there. But there was this is where it gets really creepy. And this is what I don't understand. And maybe maybe there's something in this book about it. There was a very, very, very tall man outside standing at the end of my um, I've got like a walkway that leads up to my house. And he was standing at the end of the walkway. I mean, this guy had to be like, I don't know, like taller than Scott Daly tall. Like, taller than Jeffrey Valentine tall. Like, like tall. Like, eight feet tall. I don't know. He was 11 feet tall. So, like, Slender Man or something. Basically. Yeah, actually. Now that you say that. Yeah, a lot like Slender Man. Um, but he was wearing a, a mask. It was this blue mask. There, was, there were eye holes in it. And he could move his mouth through it. But he was wearing this mask covering his face. And... It was because we were talking about American Horror Story with the clown yesterday. It wasn't a clown mask. I don't but know. He had like the half mask. Was it like um, that? No, I mean it was just a solid blue mask. It was almost like like a blue man group mask. I mean, almost like that. Only like it was a darker navy blue. Okay. That he was wearing, and he was standing there, and I looked behind beside him, and he had a little kid with him, and there was also a woman um, who also had a mask on. And I opened the door, <coughs> excuse me, and I asked them, I'm like, what are you doing? And he looked at me and he just immediately started walking around to my back gate. And he started saying, 
he was talking to the kid. He's like, this is the all Wayne house. This is the all Wayne house. Let's go inside. This the is the all, all the all Wayne. What the all Wayne house, the all Wayne house. Like That's what he kept saying. Wayne's like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what he meant. Yeah, like all Wayne's or all Wayne as one word. Um, but that's what he was saying, and he was leading the kid by the hand. Like the, I, I got the impression there was some kind of a family. And as they're walking back there, I, he was just ignoring me, and I'm, I was yelling. I'm like, hey, hey, you can't go back there. And he looked at me, and he's just like, this is the all Wayne house. We're coming in. And, and I kept telling him, no, no, no. And he tried to open the gate, and he couldn't open the gate. And then he turned around, and they walked back to the end of the gate. And he just looks at me and, you know, with through this mask with just his eyes and just his mouth was moving. It's like, this is the all Wayne house. We're coming in. And then I, I ran inside and I closed the door again. All right. So I found an all Wayne house, but that's it's in uh, Wigton, Cumbria. Really? Yeah. And it's okay. called the all Wayne house. The all Wayne house. Yeah. Like, how do you spell it? Uh, A-L-W-A-Y-N-E. A-Y-N-E. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Jacob in the live chat, you're fucking creepy, Greg. I know this is so it's so weird. Like this is what my this there's is an what the NCAA basketball player named All Wayne Bigby. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Well, he was a tall person. Um, I'm not familiar with All Wayne Bigby, but uh, you know may, maybe. Um, but that's oh, All Wayne Bigby was charged with first degree murder. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, the plot thickens. <laughs> Uh, Tony says, "Greg, you really need more sleep, and that that could be a point too. I do need. I well, do it's need like more you're sleep. getting sleep, but it, it just makes you even creepier. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what all Wayne means. I don't know. You know, I don't know if there's anything supernatural going on here. But I'm just saying, it's a weird dream. What does that mean? I don't like, fucking where know. <laughs> why was there like a hornet's nest of people crawling all over the neighbor's house, and why did they hate I me so much? I don't like that. And why do they want it in my basement?" All right, well, I found basement. That's what I was looking for because okay. I didn't even know how the fuck to even like <coughs> interpret what the rest of the crazy shit you were saying was. Okay. All right, so it says, uh, in general, the attic represents the intellect. The ground floor is the conscious mind. I live mind. in an attic. The ground floor is the conscious mind, and the basement is the unconscious mind. Okay. All right. So you feel like something's like creeping into your unconscious mind? I don't know. I mean, I don't really think about it too much. I'm, it's my unconscious mind, so I guess your, I don't really know. It is your unconscious mind. Uh, Tony says they want your kill room for a ritual. Keelan is curious which room in the house I live. I live in the converted attic. That's the part that I'm in. Um, okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Uh, Vicky says to sleep, perchance to dream. I there's the rub. Okay. Um, and Tuggy says if, of course, your dreams will be a constant state of stress and anxiety. Yeah, I know. that It really is. It really is true. I mean, it was a really stressful dream. Like, I'm like, why do all these people, they, they just hated me. Like, they did not want me in there. They wanted mm. me to get out of the house. But I never left. The furthest I did was just like my front porch, basically. So you just um, stood on the front porch. And <laughs> John says they want to get the job done. <laughs> get, get the job done. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, do, I don't know. The all win thing was I don't was even really know weird. like what to even look up. Like I'm looking in the index yeah. like there's something I can look up from that crazy batshit thing that you just told me. This is the all Wayne house. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They're going into your backyard? Uh, they were trying to. Yeah, they were trying to get into the backyard. And my impression was they wanted to get in through the back, um, through the back door of my house. But they couldn't get there. Because. All right. So if you're dreaming about your house, so you seem to dream about your house a lot, right? Yeah. I, yeah, a lot. To be living in a house in your dream, even one that isn't like your home, represents yourself. So Jung uh, once called the house the mansion of the soul. And most dream analysts believe that houses and dreams are symbols of yourself, your mind, body, spirit, and your past, present, and future. Hmm. So the house represents me? Yeah. What, what does your house look like when it's there? Is it in bad repair? No. Uh, there was actually that does remind me. There was at one point in the dream there was a back deck that I don't have, like a back porch that I don't actually have. Um, I've got kind of I got like a stoop almost, but I mean in my dream it was a full back porch. At one point in the dream, I forgot about that. Hmm. Um, you were in there at one point too. You were yeah. over at my house at one point. Uh, I can't remember what you were doing though. I think Getting you tried the job to. Done. Yeah, yeah, you were getting the job done. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I do, I do vaguely remember there were a couple other people that showed up in the kitchen in my house, and you were there. At All one right. Point. So what happened on the porch? Um, that's where 
Let me think. I think that's where I went out to go look at their house, the the people's house. That, that right, so the portrait presents your personality, your social self, your facade, and how you portray yourself to others. Oh, so you're just like it wasn't skittily? that great of a porch in my, in my dream? It wasn't that? It was a pretty shitty porch, wasn't it? I mean, it was all right. It was a, it was an all right porch. Whatever happens on your porch in your dream is something that has become quite public, suggesting that you feel exposed in some way. Ugh. Consider the condition and size of the porch. It was big. Well, was how was the long, condition? Um, kind of disappointing, right? It was just there. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like in disrepair. A lackluster. There wasn't, a, there wasn't any furniture on it or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a little lackluster. It could okay. use some little... All right, well, that's your personality. Okay. <laughs> um... Tony's asking, did packages uh, get stolen off of it? Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Weira says, a tall man with a blue face tried to enter your back door, but you wouldn't let him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's about it. Um, anyway, uh, Ed says, are you worried about the neighbors improving and the neighbors wanting you out? No. I mean, my house isn't, isn't bad. Um, so I'm not, I'm not worried about that. So I don't know. I don't. I don't really know what what I'm thinking. Also, if they want me out, there's a price, and I. I if Ooh, they make okay. That price, in I'll do dreams, it. neighbors can be a help or hindrance, and this may mirror your feelings toward them in the waking life. Wait, what? Uh, neighbors. Um, so, if you dream about your neighbors, it uh, mirrors your feelings toward them in a waking life. So, maybe you think that your neighbors are disgusting little creatures. Um, there's some weird ones that did move in on the other side of me, or across the street, mm-hmm. but I don't really know them. I don't even know who all lives there. So I, I couldn't really say they disgust me or anything like that. I, I don't know them. I don't know what their deal is. Uh, huh. Are they all climbing over the house like spiders? Yeah. In my dream, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're climbing over the house. Yeah, like spiders, like crawling up the wall. Like Okay, we don't need to do the arms like that. Well, that's what they were doing. Well, anyway, you're of no help. You've, you haven't solved this other than, you know, my porch is my brain and it's It's your lackluster personality. It's there, you know. Yeah. But what does all Wayne mean? That's what I want to know. That's what I'm, I'm still looking it up. I don't like know. They kept saying that. This is the all Wayne house. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there. like, all Wayne is a name. It is. Yeah. I mean, because I'm not familiar with that name that I know of, you know. Um, yeah, anything I get when I look up uh, all Wayne is just that basketball player that uh, apparently, oh, my gosh. There is a woman named of a horrible all, crime. all Wayne Hughes, uh, who was born in 1940. Okay. All right. In Georgia. Oh, well, I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, that's where I'm at. So if anybody can solve that for me, please let me know. Did you read that that weird story that was going around yesterday? Is, that, is this maybe why you were thinking about that, the uh, Dear David, about the guy who I think it's probably a hoax, but it's a good hoax because it's uh, it's that pretty that Twitter well thing? Done. Yeah, so it's a Twitter thing about this guy who's a cartoonist. You'd totally recognize his cartoons that he does. He um, does a bunch of really popular ones that are on the internets. But he started this thing on Twitter where he's talking about how his house is haunted. Like his apartment is actually haunted by this ghost boy named Dear David. That's weird. It's super creepy. It kind of reminded me of you, so I was wondering if you had seen that. Uh, I I saw somebody post something about Dear David, but I really didn't look at it, so I don't know what. Yeah, so this guy basically uh, started having dreams, kind of like you do, about how this like kid was sitting at the foot of his bed, just staring at him. I've he had, had that a, happen. I know, and he had like this uh, this green like rocking chair at the end of his bed, and he would just he would dream like he was having like sleep paralysis a little bit, like you get. Yeah, and uh, he would just see this kid, and this kid had this huge dent in his head, and. Um, it looked like he was like hitting the head, and so he actually did a cartoon to like illustrate kind of what the kid looked like Ew. in his dream. And then he had this other like I think it was an, an, in another dream like somebody's like, oh, have you met dear, like you met dear David? You can ask him two questions, but by the third, but you can't ask him three questions or he'll kill you. <laughs> it totally sounds like right up your alley. This sounds exactly like something that would happen to you. And so I guess he went to sleep and then sees, dear David. Yeah, look up dear David. Okay. And so then he goes to sleep and he sees Dear David again in his sleep paralysis. Oh, wow. This is everywhere. Yes. Sitting at the foot of his... Yeah, it's it's a big story. It's really interesting. Even if it's fake, it's still fascinating, Reed. Huh. And so he asks Dear... So he sees Dear David sitting at the end of his bed and he's like, uh, he's like, David, he's like, okay, so what happened to your head? And he's like, it got... uh, I got hit with a shelf. And he's like, all right, where did it happen? He said, it happened in a store. And then he uh, asked him a third question because he forgot. And then he like woke up and he was all freaked out because he thought he was going to get murdered. Anyway, he spent all this time trying to find out if there was a kid named David anywhere who got you know killed 
in a department store. And, like, all this weird stuff starts happening. Like, um, this is and, all posts he put on Twitter? Yes, all on Twitter. And uh, every night, all of a sudden, it starts uh, – the weird things start happening at exactly midnight and then his cats uh, so then he moves out of that apartment into an upstairs apartment stops dreaming about dear david and then this weird shit starts happening again and he thinks that dear david found him again it's uh. really it's it's interesting okay i'll and then read he it he actually has a video and then he got some like motion sensors in his house and he went this out sounds of, fake i know but there are motion it sounds sensors. like a no sleep kind of thing I love like no Reddit sleep. no sleep. Yeah. Oh yeah, Reddit no sleep is my favorite thing. Um, but this one, but he actually did get like motion sensors when he was out of town, and he got alerted like thirty three times. And a lot of it was just his cats. But uh, then one time he got it, and he had moved his green chair into his living room, and it just started rocking by itself. It was really creepy. Huh. I mean, if it's if it's a hoax again, it's a well done hoax. It's interesting. Yeah. Like it was entertaining. I'm, I'm not going to be mad if he rigged it all. That's fine. <laughs> to, to get in the chat. Oh, suddenly other people's stories are fake. I know. I realize mine sounds. I oh mean, it, mine's God. a dream. I'm just yeah, saying right, it's a dream. A, by the way, it's totally fucking fake. Well, I'm not trying to pass this off as an actual. I mean, this is just my dream. I don't I don't know. I don't know what the hell it is. Whatever it is. Eh. I don't know. The Albany House. That's all I can say. All right, well, dear David, I will check that out. All right, uh, Courtney says, what does uh, the name Alwayne mean? It means powerful and complete. You are good intellectually and require several outlets for your energies. You are not a builder, but a planner, <laughs> as you want others to carry out your plans. Yeah, this is pretty accurate. You are bold, uh, independent, and inquisitive, and interested in research. You know what you want and why you want it. I know what I want. And why I want it. Got to get the job done. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. Well, that's... That's where it is. That's all I can say. That's what happened with Dream. Maybe somebody can give it an interpretation. We we should take a break. We should have we should play our interview okay. right now. So let's <laughs> cleanse the palate of uh, the Alwyn House and the tall man with the blue mask. And staring. David. His kid was creepy too. Oh yeah, yeah. That's very vivid. That part of the dream. Okay. Um, let's play our interview yeah. with Mr. Mark Normand. Mark is fantastic, and uh, he's at Helium Comedy Club tonight, September 1st and tomorrow. Uh, two shows each night. You can check it all out right there, and um, he's he's awesome. So, like we said, you'll it's know funny. when the interview... Uh, Probably because he comes in, and he's like very, like, he's very quiet, and he yeah. seems like very shy. And then, like, the things that come out of his mouth, I'm like, oh! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's where we're going. There we are. <laughs> so let's go ahead and play this here. Here he is. It's Mark Normand on Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Now I'm kind of nervous about what we have to offer for coffee. Now that what I'm thinking mean? about it, I mean, so we have powdered sugar. Like, what else do we have? Up we there? have sugar. We actually, I just opened the creamer for. Uh, okay, for so Mark. fresh creamer. It was fresh powdered creamer. I can, <laughs> I can taste the powdery freshness. <laughs> so delicious. Uh, welcome back to Fun Employment Radio, everybody who's tuning in right now. We are joined by Mark Norman. Hello. Hey, hey. Good to be back. Yeah. Nice to, yeah, I was nice to I see think you was, again. I think it was like yeah. a year or so. Almost Maybe exactly a year. Almost exactly yeah. a year. Is this your favorite time of year to come and venture to Portland? I mean, look at this. It's gorgeous out there. It's it blue is. sky and it's a little nip in the air. Uh, it's oh, perfect. Yeah. I love it here. Well, and this is nice because you're from Louisiana, right? Oh, yeah. Born and raised. Oh, yeah. So this is when you hear people complaining about the weather here. You're like, okay, just calm oh, yeah. roll a little. <laughs> I hate New Orleans weather. It's muggy. It's hot. It's yeah. like a sticky. It's like walking through a turned on vagina. That's what I always say. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I hate just, the heat. You went for it. You went for oh, it. Oh, yeah. I hate the heat. And whenever I'm in New York and it's hot, I go, I hate this. People go, but you're from New Orleans. And I'm like, I know, but I can. St- I still hate my dad and you know hurricanes. You, know? Right. So, like, you can still hate things where you're from. That should be the there. new city slogan for New Orleans. It's like walking through a turned on vagina. Uh, Come to New go. Orleans. Yeah. Yes. And the flood was like a big douching. Oh, maybe. yeah, that's Her, true. Uh, Very good cleansing. Oh, Very man. good cleansing. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So is that where you tour during <laughs> August? And since you live in New York, do you want to get out of the city a little bit? No, I'm not that. Uh, I guess I should be more picky. But whenever my agent goes, "We got you a place," I go, "Great!" You know, it's the Sudan. I'm like, "All right, Darfur, <laughs> let's do it. We'll sell shirts." <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just go wherever they put me. And sometimes it works out. Last year I was in Edmonton. Like in January, which was oh, brutal. Got to be cold. I mean, you open your your hotel door and it was just snow, like caked up in front of the door. You had to like kick it down and get over it, Jeez. and just icy. You know, the you had to do the ice thing on the windshield of your car. You Ooh. know, oh, it was crazy. Yeah, we have a bunch of listeners actually up in Alberta for some. Re- I don't know how they found us, but um, 
they always want us to go up there, and I, I don't know if I want to go up, you don't want to, to an up Alberta there. winter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I go up now. Now, I'm sure yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, we don't have to go in the winter, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I could do that. What's that? What's the furthest away you've gone to do? Uh, I did probably? the Middle East. You did. I did the wow. troops in the Middle East. That whole thing. I did. Uh, what is it? Um, Saudi Arabia and uh, Qatar. Is wow. that a different amount of pressure than a regular show to be out there and like, all right, gotta entertain the fuck out of people? Oh yeah, of but it's yeah. so much easier because they're like, thank God you came. Uh, we're so, <laughs> so sad. Grateful. Yeah, and I, I gotta tell you, I was there for like two weeks, and I. I was so bummed out that that uh, what do you call it? Jet lag is a real thing. Mm. I mean, I was sitting in my room just staring at the ceiling fan like Apocalypse Now. Just like I couldn't get right. <laughs> I was so off and I couldn't sleep, and that adds on to the weird stuff. Then your anxiety's through the roof. I was calling my friends like, "I, I love you, I need you." And they were all like, "Take it easy, don't kill yourself." <laughs> You're smothering me. Yeah, I think I really went too far with them, but uh, it was really bad. Oof. Oh, and wow. as a, you know, the women have the the, the hoods and the oh, yeah. eye slit thing. Oh, and it's the, just, the bur- burka. The burka, yeah. yeah, that's a bummer. And like <laughs> the men, it's all about money there. And they have giant, big portraits of their leaders, like these scary, you know, yeah, whoever the intimidating hell. looking giant yes. things looking over you, right, yeah. with a big mustache and all these, you know, the 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 foreign <laughs> language written. It was just, it was sad and scary and a bummer. <laughs> How much were you out in the actual public when you went over there for it? I would go out quite a bit because you know. As a, as a male, I have that that privilege. Yeah, you you can do it. Yeah, yeah. But I would, one of my uh, one of the, it was three of us, and the other comic was openly gay, and uh, a lot of people were giving him the eye, like because he's very flamboyant. It was very uh. obvious, and I think they were just like like he would touch merchandise, and they were like, "Don't touch my merchandise," you know, with those hands. <laughs> with your gay hands. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to catch the gay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was it. Was a real it was very bleak and just a real bummer. Wow. Well, that sounds like a terrible time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The shows were great. It's a neat experience. It, it, I'm glad I went. I don't know if yeah. I'd go right. back, but I'm glad I saw it, and I got a million photos, and then got my paycheck, and got the hell out of there. Well, you just went back to uh, New Orleans, right? Yes. Do a show? Wow. You're good. Oh, yeah. We do our research. Here. Yeah. Very <laughs> yeah. impressive. I, yeah. So you're at One-Eyed Jacks, which I actually went there. when I, I haven't been to New Orleans in years, but I went there when I visited, and I loved that place. It's a really cool venue, really like a rock club, seedy, you know, yeah. right in the heart of the French Quarter. And I started... I did my first paid gig there ever, and it was pretty cool for Tom Rhodes. And then to oh, go back, awesome. oh, you know Tom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Tom's great. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like squeaky green. I had no idea what I was doing. I opened for him, and that was cool. Got paid like twenty bucks. It was crazy. And then, <laughs> and then to come back ten years later and sell it out was a real honor. You know? Wow. Some real progress. Is yeah. it intimidating to like actually do a show in your hometown? Oh, it's way that? worse. Uh, <laughs> everybody's like, but you know them. That's strangers oh, yeah, are way better. Yeah, I think that would be far more intimidating. Oh, they know all your bullshit. Yeah. They know when <laughs> you're being performing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're like waiting. Like, is he going to talk about us and all this? And oh god, yeah, you got to name oh. drop people. And- yeah, <laughs> it's so you, much worse. Did you bring in like anecdotes about like growing up in New Orleans? I did. Yeah, yeah just to like appease them a little bit. You know, because I can tell. They're sitting there like, come on, talk about high school. But, uh, oh, God. I, I live in New York. I have a different life, you know? Uh-huh. They're still Mrs. In that Johnson's bubble. class, huh? Right, everybody, right. Everybody? Exactly. Yeah. You got that? Well, and then, um, so you just had your special at Comedy Central in May, correct? Yes. Yeah. Wow, another killing it. I'm, I'm sorry. Just knocking it out of the park. like to research. No, no, don't apologize. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> All right. Um, so when you do a special, like, do you continue on like using the same material that you use in the special, or do you kind of retire it after that point? Well, luckily with a comedy special, I shot it in November, uh-huh. and it came out in May. So that gives you what? What is that? It's five months? Yeah, to so you like, can still use that. And- exactly. And to just try to hustle and build new material. By the time that comes out, hopefully you have like 20, 25 minutes, hopefully. So right now I have about 40 minutes of new, and i got to get to an hour. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Louis C.K. fucked us all with this hour a year nonsense. <laughs> and now we have internet and Netflix, and there's all this content that needs to be you know, keep right. coming out, and uh, so you just got to have new. And now with the internet, everybody consumes everything immediately. So uh-huh. I'll have people yes, so quickly. They tweet me. They go, "Hey, I saw your special. Loved it. New fan coming to see you. Is it new stuff?" And I'm like, "Well, I just it just came out. Come on, <laughs> give me a minute. Give me a, give minute. Me a minute. Yeah." <laughs> so how did you come up with the name with your, for your special? Because it's funny. It's called "Don't Be Yourself." Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, was that something that someone told you? Uh, well, my whole life, you know, people always tell you be yourself, and every time I am, it's gone horribly wrong. Yeah. So I feel like that is horrible advice, and I do a whole bit about it. It's like a five minute chunk about how anytime I'm myself, it's terrible, and. Uh, 
you know, I have a whole joke. Like, I was at a job interview once, and the guy was like, so what's your worst quality? And I said, well, I always start masturbating when I'm already late for something. <laughs> and he was like, Jesus Christ, uh, what's, your, what's your best quality? And I was like... Pretty fast masturbator, and obviously I didn't get the gig, but that that is the, like the whole crux of the show. Is I I say things that may be inappropriate, but I'm just being me. Like no one tells you to be yourself, but what if you suck? Yeah, you know, like Hitler was himself and Dahmer, That's and true. These, these are all yeah. genuine people. They would have followed that advice, yeah. right? All right, that's pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's a horrible blanket statement to say to someone you don't know, you know? Yeah, it's like a do what you want. Like, right. You probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, Jared Fogle <laughs> at Subway is not himself, but f- touching kids, that's the real him. That's, yeah. You know? Deep so. down, that's what he always wanted to do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, God, Jared Fogle. I forgot about him. Oh, I think about him every day. <laughs> every morning when you get up. Big comedy influence. <laughs> and then are you still doing your podcast? That's what I was going to oh, ask. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tuesdays with Stories. Uh, every Tuesday comes out on iTunes. Uh, me and Joe List. And uh, our lives are getting wackier. He just got married. And, you know, he opens for Louis C.K. on the road. I used to open for Schumer. Sometimes mm. Louis did the special. Fallon. So it's just all these... Crazy career moments that we. Oh, just, did you just do Fallon? I did Fallon, and uh, I think May to pr- promote the special. That is so exciting. That was ex- the Tonight Show. You know, yeah. wow. that was really fun. Terrifying. Thirty Rock. You know, Fallon is right there behind you. Got oh, the roots geez. to your left. It's you know, it's pretty wild. That's pretty insane. Can you see the like, audience we, when you're up there? Oh yeah, they're four feet in front of you. Oh god, so it isn't like the lights in your face. You can actually see everybody. Yeah, and Jimmy's so cool because I've done Conan like five times now, and I did Colbert, so I've. I got some late night under my belt, but Fallon comes out before you go out, and he goes, hey, look, guys, this is his first time on the show, stand-up's really hard, his mom's watching, be nice, so he's basically saying, like, you know, help the retarded kid, you know? <laughs> like, oh, good job. Yeah, and so if you watch it, it's on YouTube, I come out there, and they're just like, bah! we love you, and I'm killing. So uh, he really sets you up for a nice softball. <laughs> Well, that's really sweet of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you guys, so your lives are getting wacky and crazy, and you talk about it in Tuesdays with Stories. Exactly. We just, like, I'll, I'm in Portland. He's, I think, in Albany or something. Or No, actually, he's on his honeymoon right now. And so then we're going to come back on Tuesday and gush and talk yeah. about it. And Are you able to actually show. meet up on Tuesdays to record it? Or? Well, actually, we'll meet up on Monday, I should yeah. say, because it comes out on Tuesday. But yeah. Right. Okay. So but, it's a lot. But you're able to actually yeah. be yeah. in yeah. person with each other every week. Yeah, every week. And we're getting so busy and comics are always traveling that, like, it's kind of like a play date, planned, scheduled play date. Because he's <laughs> right. like one of my best buds. And we, we're always on the road. So this keeps us, you know, chatting. Keeps us together. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So do you have any plans for your next special? Like, is it something that, do you name it in advance? Like, when you did your special, did you, like, put it all together and then pick up the name? I had the name kind of in the back pocket. I, you know, you always hear something and you go, oh, that's fun. That's a fun yeah. name, yeah, yeah. you know? Like, uh, somebody said something the other day, oh, how'd we get here? I remember just hearing that, like, some guy's like, how'd we get here? And I was like, how'd we get here? That's a good special name. That's just, <laughs> yeah. like, kind of... Gives you like a tingle. Do you have kind of like a running list? I got a list in my head. Yeah, yeah now I'm blanking on it. You know, what praise Allah was one. You know, I had a few <laughs> ideas. But uh, yeah, it, you always hear a funny phrase. You go, that could be a title. And so you just keep a few in the back pocket or I write them down on my phone. And uh, hopefully it, because you want it to have some kind of theme, like thematic mm. thread throughout the special. Right. And uh, yeah. Is so that what you're working towards? You said you have 40 minutes now. You're working at 60 to... Yeah. Try to get the next special. But that's the thing about comedy is it's like making a – Louis C.K. calls it the samurai sword where you just keep hammering it out till it's perfect. Uh-huh. And so even though I have 40 now, eventually I'll have better stuff. So that 40 might go down to 30 because mm-hmm. you start to whittle away the the fat, you know. Yeah. And then uh, that might turn in 30 and then maybe get another 20. That will actually turn into five. So it just keeps going down and down and down the better it is. Yeah. A lot of people put out shit. They just go, oh, it's an hour. We'll put it out. Mm-hmm. But it could be – better and better if you just right. keep hammering it. More so. quality. Compact it. Yes. Compact yeah. quality. So See? How, that's an album title. There it maybe. is. Right there. There you go. That's what I'm saying. It always, you always get that tingle. So how do you work on writing comedy? Like, is this something that you like sit at home and commit to? Like, have your notebook and you sit and think about things? Or what, what's the process? I mean, it's uh, Pete Holmes at a good point. He said, you're always Like, this is writing. Everything is writing. When you're taking a shit, that's writing. When you're driving, that's writing. Because it's always something could happen, and you're thinking about uh-huh. comedy. You know, sitting down with a pen and paper is actually pretty rare for mm. comics. I mean, some crazy discipline can do it. But, like, I had sex with a gal the other night. And, <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, yeah, thank you. And Humble she brag. was, this is like fresh new bit idea. She was uh, really having trouble 
achieving orgasm. <laughs> And uh, but I was like sticking with it, so I'm really like down there, just licking away, furiously fingering the whole thing. And she's like giving me notes, and uh, she finally had an orgasm, and then we had sex, and I came in like two seconds as a, as a guy does. And I thought like how unfair it is to women, like biology, like women get fucked in life all the time, but like biology even fucks them because it's so hard to get them off. And then like if I get a girl off, she can have a baby. And she has to deliver it. And then she has so much trouble getting off from a guy. And even if she does, nothing happens. Like, she just has an orgasm. I can have an orgasm and get you pregnant. And you have to do it. You have to have the baby. And I have to, and you have, you, you, you know, you have an orgasm. And it's like, hey, we high five. You know what I'm saying? And it's incredibly hard to achieve. So. Was this all just to tell us that you got laid the other night? No, yeah. no. This is a real good idea. I don't know where I'm going to go with it. No, but, I like uh, it. I like there's it. Something there's, something, there. there's something there. Is. There is something there. It's got yeah. legs. No, that's solid. It's got legs. That's another album. There you go. Right there. You see? Oh. Damn. Any fun phrase. It's got no. like the next five years mapped out for you right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can just stop that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, you could go see Bark tonight and tomorrow night. Two shows each That's night right. at Helium Comedy 730 Club. 7.30 and 10 p.m. tonight, which is uh, September 1st and September 2nd. Yes. There you go. Those go are dates. You named the dates Those correctly. Those are dates of the year. They are. Yeah. And they are also <laughs> when Mark Norman is going to be in town. <laughs> and it is Labor Day weekend. Yes. So, you know, I think people will be in good spirits. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Because you got Monday off, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, are you, are you stay- Oh, I guess you have to go. Are you going back to New York? Going back to New York on Sunday. I feel like a Sunday show would be, because everybody's going to be out on a boat or something on Some, Sunday. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Tubing. I don't know. What, what do you guys do up here? I yeah. A little boating. Boat. A little, okay. little floating. Yeah. Yeah, some rafting. Don't go on the Willamette, though. The, Willamette? The, the, the main river out here, the Willamette, Willamette River. Oh, Willamette, okay. Willamette, yeah. It's, Bad news? It's pretty gross. It's a, oh, really? It's kind of a controversial. There's people that say it's perfectly clean now and you can go in it. But if you've been around here for a long time, you know it's full of bodies and sewer. It really? is so, full of um, bodies and feces, yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. technically, it's supposedly they've cleaned it up a lot. I but I don't know. I just don't trust it. This is the one under the bridges? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the main oh, one right okay. here. I saw people yeah. kayaking just 10 minutes ago. Yeah, I think you can kayak. It's more just, just the, the swimming. Water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get in on land right. and scoot in. It's yeah. like when you're a kid. It's, it's lava. Uh-huh. You know? yeah. Exactly. Play yeah. the lava game. I don't know. I'm sure we'll get an angry email from somebody about that. Oh, it's fine. Oh, God. Well, yeah, Mark, where um, can folks follow you and find out where you're going to be, where you're traveling? Oh, sure. Uh my website is called marknormancomedy.com, <laughs> okay. so check that out. All the dates are on there, and all my videos and whatnot, and my podcasts, and then hit me up on Twitter, at MarkNorm. I'll try to respond. I try to get back to everybody. And uh, Instagram, at MarkNormand, one word. Yeah, you're really good. I was noticing that you're really good at responding, and like on your Facebook page, you're like liking everything. Oh, yeah. Do. I try. Good job. Thanks, no, thanks. the effort is noted. I hate the meet and greet, so I try to do it there. Just keep it online. <laughs> like, just please don't touch me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm the Will Amit. Don't touch me. <laughs> there it is. Another Part album. Material. Look there at you that. go. Yep. Right there. Oh. That, when you record your album here, that's what it is. <laughs> yes, that's you the album. Know. Don't touch me. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you so much, Mark, uh, for Thank joining you. us. That's yeah, hilarious. go get your tickets. Go see him at Helium Comedy Club. All right, we'll be back in a bit with more Fun Employment Radio. I don't know why I said it quiet at the end. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. There we go. Tra-la-la. All right. We've got uh, we got a few minutes. Uh, again, Mark Norman at Helium Comedy Club. Go check him out. Um, did you get louder? Or did- oh, my gosh. Sarah. Greg is always just slowly just bumping up his microphone level. They were muted, and then they're back on. <laughs> There's nothing happening. You are uh-huh. paranoid about uh-huh. loud. I'm just going to go through and like dub your voice out of this podcast in that way. <laughs> I figure <laughs> dub you, it, like, are, really you do low. that every day anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I've got a little bit of ball talk, like just a just a smidge. A smidge? A smidge a of ball talk. So we could, we could do some of that here. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. Okay. Like I said, it's just small balls here, but uh, I've got a couple of things. There is a major trade in the NBA that did finally get approved, and that is Isaiah Thomas of the Boston Celtics is now a Cleveland Cavalier. Officially, Kyrie Irving, now a Boston Celtic. Ooh. So there's some drama there. Some drama. Kyrie, oh, the drama. Kyrie was the one who didn't want to play with uh, LeBron anymore. Mm-hmm, I, like, I don't want to play with you anymore, LeBron James. I always hear I all their like team. all the basketball players' voices in the. I'm so sad. Dear Ray Allen, 
Ray Allen and I aren't it's all because of the, anymore. Yeah, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett broke up. Break up. Yeah. I haven't spoken to Ray Allen in years, said Paul Pierce. He's not a brother of mine anymore. Oh, wow. Well, that's kind of what's happening with... Uh, <laughs> with uh, Kyrie Irving and LeBron James. So Kyrie, now a Boston Celtic. We will see what happens with that. Um, and uh, Isaiah Thomas now in Cleveland. Um, yeah, it's being pointed out in the chat to see how long Isaiah Thomas's hip holds up. That was one of the things that was putting a little hiccup in the trade. Okay. It was that Cleveland... <laughs> a hip up? <laughs> yeah, I know. We were going for something there. So uh, Isaiah Thomas's hip, I guess, is bad. He says he's going to get better, but maybe out part of the year next year. And so Cleveland demanded more from Boston to make the trade work. So Boston gave them another second round pick. And anyway, it is official now that they have been traded to each other's teams and they will play each other on opening night. Oh. Opening night of the NBA season. I will be watching for that drama. I know you will be. Yeah. All right, moving on to ball talk. Um, Some major trades in uh, baseball apparently went down. Uh, Justin Verlander better known uh, by his girlfriend, who's Kate Upton. Um, he's, he's a pretty good baseball player, too. But his girlfriend is Kate Upton. That's the more important part. Uh, Justin Verlander of the Detroit Tigers was traded to the Houston Astros. So that's a, that's a pretty major trade for baseball fans, for pe- people wa- mm-hmm. playing baseball. Uh, so there's that. People do like baseball. People do like their baseball. Also, um, I just want to say this, uh, you know, because the NFL season is about ready to start. Tonight was supposed to be uh, the Dallas Cowboys at the Houston Texans. But uh, that was, of course, canceled. Uh, well, they were going to move it to Arlington, Texas. And the Houston players, they had already left town once the flooding had started, but they hadn't been able to go home yet at oh. all. And it was just announced, I think, yesterday or today that some of them were able to get back home mm-hmm. and uh, were able to go back to see their families. And so both teams were just like, yeah, screw that. We're canceling the game. Yeah, There, that there makes are things sense. more important than, than football going on right now. So that game is canceled. And uh, hopefully, you know, everybody's doing all right in Houston as, as good as he can. Yeah. Uh, so there is that. Uh, also with the Houston Texans, something that's pretty cool is J.J. Watt. He's the star of the Houston Texans. And he started a thing on Twitter a few days ago when it first happened with a goal of raising, I think it was like $250,000 at first. And he kept getting so many pledges from, you know, other athletes and people pitching in and all this stuff that it got bumped up to a $2 million pledge. Then Ellen got involved. And Ellen, like, oh, once you another, get the kiss of Ellen, you got the kiss of Ellen. Yeah. Like, there was another million, and anyway, it's up past ten million dollars now that he's raised in wow. cash. That's going to go to help everybody. That I guess they're just distributing it to wherever it needs to go to help people in Houston. That that's pretty cool. That that's somebody awesome. using their power and position in the right way. You know, that's that's a really good example. And there's a bunch of other people that pitched in with that, but uh, he kind of spurred that whole thing. So that's that's pretty cool. Good of, of JJ Watt. Uh, finally, in ball talk. Tomorrow is officially, even though it already started last week, we're not going to talk about the Oregon State game last week, um, but it's the start of college football. You know what that means, Sarah? I don't. It is time for me to make my annual predictions, and this is a staple of Fun Employment Radio where I predict three college football games so that you don't need to watch them. You can go, uh, you know, I'm not saying you have to go you know, make uh, make bets, but if you do, uh, tithing is appreciated and almost not demanded. But, I mean, if you make bets based on my predictions and you win, because you're going to win, probably a tithing would be in order. But regardless... Don't give him anything. Let's go ahead and make our predictions. Sounds like you're doing Shall a game way. show. Let's go ahead and make our predictions. Shall All right. <laughs> Who is that? All right. Um, first up, I'll make a prediction on this one. And Sarah, here, I'm going to send this to you. I'm going to even let you choose one, because oh, I spent hours and hours my lucky researching day. these. Uh, predictions, researching these games, and so much time on this. Um, let's see. First prediction, we'll do. Uh, let's find a good one here. Michigan versus Florida. Oh boy, that's a big game. That is a big game right there. University of Michigan, <coughs> excuse me, versus University of Florida on neutral ground. Apparently in Arlington, Texas. I don't know the story behind that, but regardless. Michigan, number 11, coming in there. The Wolverines. Wolverines of the North. Who's house or house or something like that. Uh, versus the Florida Gators. Those are Gators snapping up Wolverines. just the worst. Now, here's the thing. A Gator on land versus a pack of Wolverines. I don't know. I might go with the Wolverines. But throw them into the water. It's Gator time. And that's what's going to happen this, this, uh, this coming up this weekend. 
Florida Gators will win over the Michigan Wolverines. I have two that I want to ask. Okay, it cannot involve Oregon State, and it cannot involve University of Oregon. Other than that, you're you're getting the clear. All right, I want to know what you think of West Virginia versus Virginia Tech. Ooh, it's a big Nelly. one. The ACC versus the uh, I think West Virginia's in the Big Twelve now. West Virginia, <laughs> excuse me. It says West, West Virginia is number twenty-two, and Virginia Tech is number twenty-one. Oh boy, that's a tough one right there. All right, Virginia Tech uh, versus the West Virginia West Virginia Mountaineers. Uh, Virginia Tech is the what are they again? I have to remember what they are because that's the only way that you can. This is actually, very unprofessional of you. That you can only det- you know I mean you can only determine how they're going to win. Oh yeah, the Hokies. That's right, the Hokies. What's a Hokie? Like uh, the, those are like the um, the outletless um, vacuum cleaners. No, they're called the Virginia Tech Hokies. That's what a Hokie is. A Hokie rolling no, around and it picks back up stuff. In the 1910s, when Virginia Tech was founded, um, you know you had a lot of teams in North Carolina and South Carolina too, and both of the Carolinas. You know they had. Uh, a lot of teams named the Charlestons. You had like the Charlestons and, and different kinds like of dances. Really long. And what happened was Virginia got a little bit jealous of everybody having their own dances. And so they invented a dance. That dance was called the Hokey Pokey. And they're quite proud of it in Virginia right now. And so that's why they took the name of the it's team. It's kind of sad. It used, to, it used to be the Virginia Tech Pokies, and nobody liked that name, so they changed it to the Hokies. Are you joking? No, it's Virginia Tech Hokies. It's off the dance. Do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself I around. I know what the hokey pokey is. The Virginia Tech Hokies. That's how it, that's how it all <laughs> happened. Yeah, I think you're lying, but I don't know either way. It's so. named after a dance, man. Look okay. it up. So just not the pokies anymore. Don't call them that. So Virginia Tech Hokies versus the West Virginia Mountaineers. Well, guess what? Are they going to hokey pokey their way to glory? Nope. Mountaineers are going to squash it. Mountaineers oh. will win. West Virginia Mountaineers, no time for dancing in football. Okay. What's your other one? All right. My other one is Montana State versus Washington State. Oh, boy. Well, let's see. It's happening in Pullman, Washington at Martin Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. So Montana State Bobcats versus the Washington State Cougars. Wow. How do you say let's have another cocktail? The Cougars. All right, so oh wow, Washington State Cougars has a gout. I don't want to say this. Well, I'm I'm going to be honest. I mean, Washington State has a pretty good team. I believe they are ranked right now, which is very strange for a Washington State team to be ranked. They are ranked. Uh, Number twenty-four. And Montana State's. Uh, well, here's the thing. Washington State does not... They, they're going to have a good season, but they always find some way to fuck it up. Oh, yeah, they coog it. They coog it. I mean, Portland State beat them in Wazoo last year. So it's not unheard of that Montana State could beat them. They also probably have some pretty big heads right now up there in Pullman. It's like, we're ranked. Look at us. Look at us. And then, oh. So I'm going to go... <coughs> excuse me. I'm going to go against the cooking it possibility. I'm going to say Washington State is going to win. I'll say they. I'm, I'm tentatively saying they're going to win. I just figure out. I just think they're going to find a way to cook it. But regardless, Wazoo will win. So there you go. Wazoo, West Virginia, and who did I say before? Florida. There it is. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Are they really named after the Hokey Pokey? The Virginia Tech Hokies. You promise? The Hokey Pokies. Do you promise? Do you want to know the truth or not? I do. Do you promise? Just, just go with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you're lying. No, no. Uh, so, all right, we've got a couple of birthdays we need to get here right now. And then we're going to tell you something here at the end of this show that is pretty important. We've got a date you may need to save. Uh, so let's go to get a couple of our birthdays here. We do have this. I like you just ruined birthday. the announcement by making the announcement before it. Yeah, but it's important. All right. <laughs> Happy birthday to Jenny. Jenny. I yes, can tell indeed. what you're saying because you were stretching and you were like being weird and like pulling away from the microphone. Happy birthday, Jenny. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. And we also have another happy birthday. So Kit wrote in, and he said that he wrote to Sarah last year to say happy birthday to Molly, but Sarah didn't do it. No. 
That's what Kit said, and I tend to believe Kit. Kit. Maybe I didn't get the email. Yeah. Well, he wrote it to me, which was the smart thing to do. Anyway. I'm looking for emails from Kit. <sighs> Sarah, I'm just okay, saying maybe it. you kind of messed this one up. Regardless, we need to say happy birthday to Molly. Happy birthday, Molly. Wow, why are you why are you saying it so angry? I'm just angry at Kit. I'm sorry. Like he, he, uh, Kit he didn't seemed have to do to it go right behind my back. Didn't have to go behind my back and talk shit about me to you too. I mean, he's not talking shit. He's just saying the truth. So um, that's I mean that's kind of what it is, you know. I Kit, that was the respectable and honest. Anyway, thing to from do. me to you, Molly. I hope you have a wonderful birthday. Happy Only from me. <laughs> Happy birthday, Molly. Happy birthday, Molly. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. I have no emails from a kit. All right. Well, I'm sorry. That's just the I, This is just going to keep me up at night. Girl. No, I'm going to have to deal with that. Deal with your own demons. All right. I think Kit forgot to wish Molly a happy birthday last year, and so he's blaming it on me. I don't think that's I the think truth. that's exactly what's happening. Right. I think he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just taking the brunt of his forgetfulness. Okay. Well. We all have our stories. Um, here's the deal. You all know about the Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup on September 17th. We're going to be doing a live show there, and we really are looking forward to everybody coming out for that. It's shaking out to be like a, it's, it's going to be a really, really fun day. Um, and we'll give you more details on the time, probably like 11 a.m. is when you want to get there for the live show. Mm. Uh, and then hang out all day for, for all the other fun that's going to be going on. So that is September 17th. Another date, and I'm not, we're not going to say anything more than this, but it's a big date. It's something you will want to be there for. So if you are um, like in town or out of town, this is going to be a date to... Maybe a time to plan to come to Portland. Maybe a time to plan. And that date is Saturday, December 2nd, 2017. Save that date. Plan on coming to Portland that day. Um, we can't give you all the, de- all the details, but uh, suffice to say, if you have... You're thinking about traveling to Portland for maybe a fun employment radio event? December 2nd, 2017. Save. This is our save the date. That is officially a save the date. And uh, we'll we'll give you more details going going forward after after a while. But just so you know, if you're like, you know, toying around with the idea of like, hey, I want to go to Portland for something. Yeah. That's the And we like to give people, you know, at least notice. And actually, it's pretty much three months notice. So uh, December 2nd, 2017. Mm -hmm. Save that date. All right. right. Uh, Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into our show. Thank you to Mark Norman for joining us today. And um, if you are the tall guy in the blue mask, please don't come back to my house. All right. (laughs) Don't haunt his dreams. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, We're off on Monday, back on Tuesday. We'll see you then with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye, friends. Bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.